All right, so good afternoon. This is Drew Erickson back talking about Money Not Math with Scott Fricke, um, owner of multiple businesses, but I think the focal point today will be the Robin Hood, what is it, Robin, Robin Hood, Hood Business, Business Services. Services. Yeah. Okay, that's a tongue twister for me on for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, so like always, uh, I really, my goal in today is to provide you value, so hopefully you get some of that today. I think you will. Scott's an um, entrepreneur with multiple businesses and a lot of experiences, so hopefully you enjoy the conversation, and Scott, I really appreciate your time, so thanks for coming in. Sure. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty, like always, if you don't mind, uh, would you mind uh, telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Um, okay, hey, I'm Scott. Um, I've been in Thief River Falls for probably going on eight years or so. Uh, had a background in uh, undergraduate degrees in uh, engineering and such. Uh, did engineering and the corporate world for a number of years. Um, and uh, um, and then got into this uh, credit card processing point of sale systems and such uh, probably five years or so ago. But um, I'm uh, uh, married to my uh, second wife at this point in time. I've got two kids and she's got two. Her two are here in Thief River. Mine are down in Minneapolis. Um, I like to hang out around town uh, doing the golf league in the summer and the curling in the winter. Um, and with a couple businesses, it keeps me pretty busy. Absolutely, I, I can imagine. So for anyone who isn't from Thief River Falls or never lived here, uh, pretty much the primary thing that anyone does in the summer from a like business standpoint is you're golfing on Wednesdays golfing a lot golf. of times. Wednesday golf. Um, and then during the winter, I just picked up curling, which is a blast. Wednesday fun curling. to see you out there. So you, you said it a little bit, but <clears throat> your Robin Hood business services, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about what that is and what you're- And what it, what it is and what it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So. Um, uh, Robinhood Business Services. It, it well, it and I, I, I maybe even need to step back a little bit, but uh, you know, it, it's purposely kind of a vague title on uh, because um, what I was primarily doing was credit card processing for merchants. So any merchant who takes credit cards, um, or, or whenever somebody gives them the card and they swipe it through whatever they swipe it through or insert it or key it in or whatever that gets processed somewhere and somebody makes money off of that so the thing is if somebody makes money off of it uh, why shouldn't it be me right <laughs> so i kind of got into the business with the credit card processing and and realizing that nearly every merchant out there is doing some credit card processing often they were paying more than they needed to and i could kind of step in and say hey you know i can save you some money um, I can get a little bit of that, and um, and then and then that just sets up a, a residual and a, kind of a symbiotic relationship between me and the merchant as well. So I'm kind of helping them with that piece of the technology. Um, they're saving money from what they was going on before because the card processing is actually a really complicated um, pricing structure. So it's it's really easy for a merchant not to understand what they're paying for. Um, and and be paying too much. So um, by by being local and working with, with local merchants, then I'm able to kind of build that relationship. They're getting a good deal. I'm getting a piece of that um, residual income, which means that now I've got an incentive to keep them happy. Right? They have to keep them happy and processing, so that I keep making money. Um, and so that's really the core of Robinhood Business Services. But the the natural extension to that is. Um, is the systems that that actually do the processing? So that would be uh, what you call point of sale system, okay. POS. Um, 
most small merchants just use a cash register, but then they have a little side terminal that does their credit card processing or Absolutely. those little um, things that stick on your phone or Bluetooth with your phone. Those are all mechanisms to read that card or the chip, or it used to be just the magnetic strip. Now it's the chip from the card. Um, so that equipment that reads that um, was kind of part of that card processing. As you get more and more sophisticated on those lines, now we're talking, you know, full point of sale systems where you've actually got your full menu in there. And, you know, if you're a restaurant, that, that makes sense. But, you know, even like a hardware store has a menu, right? They have yeah. all their items that they have for sale and the prices, and those are all in the system. So the advantage to a full point of sale system is now that uh, you don't just have your card processing in there, but you can get reports out of the system that have you know, all your cash flow, your cash, your checks, and your credit cards all in one place. Now you can actually get reports about that. So it's kind of a natural progression. Um, and my whole goal with the Robinhood Business Services, um, you know, at this point in time, is, is just to make sure, you know, on my website, I even have uh, cash registers, right? So, okay. so, so to be able to walk into that merchant and present myself to the merchant and, and be able to bring the solution to the table that fits that merchant's need. Maybe they just need a new register. Uh, maybe they're working on their card processing. Maybe the terminal they've got right now, and they just need it, it um, finessed from a cost standpoint. Um, or maybe they need a whole new system. Um, and to be able to, to run that gamut and for, you know just be a one-stop shop for now what we're talking about, um, business services. Um, the other piece that I'll add to that is that today nowadays it used to be that everything everything you plug it into a phone line and run over the phone line but now everything's networked <laughs> um it's dial up a, the old dial up the days. old dial up days yep. everything's networked at this point in time so um completely unintentionally now i've become pretty knowledgeable about network systems because when one of these systems oh, doesn't work yeah. The most common reason that it's not working is something in the network is the Wi-Fi connection or something like that. The, the connections dropped is the most yeah. most common problem. Uh, why do connections drop? So then that means that you're tracking these internet cables back and you're learning about routers and switches <laughs> and and why this stuff doesn't work and and uh, things like that. So so you know that's kind of the the natural progression. Uh, I'm you know maybe at some point in time we'll start offering services from a from a network because this, I, I digress a little bit because this is a business opportunity that's out there. Maybe I don't want to tell anybody. Um, but the local internet providers, right, you buy internet connection and you, and then it's not working and you call them up and they're like, well, we got it to your door. We tested, we can look at it and you got connection. Good luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and whereas the problem most often is then, you know, the, the, the modem or the router or the switch or something stopped working, something came unplugged, but who's going to come into your business and help you figure that out? Now, some merchants are really smart about this stuff, but I'll tell you, most of them are focused on running their business and have no interest at all Absolutely. In, in, you know, in fixing their network. And, and these things turn into spaghetti networks over years. So, <laughs> so I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for the okay. small businesses, but that's maybe the next phase. Yeah, interesting. Right, so long cool. answer, long answer, but that's Robin Hood business. Yeah, that's helpful though. So uh, I always like to say the smarter the technology, the dumber the problems. Um, so it's kind of mm -hmm. funny how that works. And I think no matter what the business owner is, almost every business owner, like you said, 
their focus is that business. They don't want to deal with all the extra stuff. Yep. So it's 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 always inter interesting for me to hear someone like yourself. You have your business that you're already really busy with, and you're already thinking about what's the next step the to next either step? evolve or grow. Um, but taking it back to what you are already doing mm -hmm. with the yep. Robinhood Business Services. Yep. So would you say the, the value that you provide your clients is more price-based, convenience-based, value-based from uh, you're providing better equipment, or is it all of those kind of equally? I mean, right. is that, right, is that right. a fair question to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah that? that's, a, that's a good question. And, and the answer is, in most instances, I can present myself as the low-cost provider. Okay. Now, anybody who knows business knows that that's not a defensible <laughs> position um, in and of itself. Um, it's certainly advantageous, but it, it, it's not defensible in and of itself. So, so the thing is, though, that I can often provide a lower cost solution to them with a higher level of service. Um, you know, most of my clients are within driving distance of me now. So if I, you know, they call me up, they got a problem. If I can't get it fixed over the phone, maybe I get somebody from these uh, companies that I, I basically broker processing um, so, uh, you know, I can get a technician at one of the processing or equipment providers to help out. If we really can't solve it. I can, I can be out there usually within a couple hours and it's amazing, you know, what eyes on can, can Absolutely. do, right? Uh, and ultimately when it, it's usually not the equipment itself, but something in their shop that's gone wrong, yeah. um, being on site usually helps. So, so the real most of the services in this industry right now are sold over the phone. Somebody calls them up, says, hey, you need this. They say, okay, or they go to the internet and they buy it. And then they get the equipment or something in the mail and they plug it in. And then they've got some 800 number that they call. And there's a phone tree and, and you know, I, the merchant, I'm not really technically smart about this stuff, and they tell me to check my switch, and I don't know what the heck they're talking about. <laughs> so, um, so it really helps to have when 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 my merchants call, I answer the phone. Yeah, hands-on help. And and I know because I've been there at their business, I know what their business looks like. So it it gives me a little bit of advantage. I'd be like, hey, um, Kelly, you've got a switch underneath your counter behind your cash drawer. So pull that cash drawer out and just unplug that switch and plug it back in. It's a little black box, right? Mm -hmm. Or it's white, right? Whatever color, because I've been there, I know what that looks like. Absolutely. Um, so it really helps both from the phone support, but then um, then I can be there. So, um, you know, in that way, and that's why my business, this business has been really successful over the last five or six years, because that's really a magical combination. Absolutely. Um, where I can actually, give them a better solution at a lower cost. So lowering costs, increasing quality and hands-on support. That sounds yeah. like a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah, it's it kind of it's it's really a no-brainer for most people. Uh, now some people out there there's some people like me out there and some merchants are like, "No, I I'm good. I got I got my person there. They take great care of me. Fantastic." Right? Mm -hmm. that, that that's that's the best I can hope for you. Absolutely. Right? Um, but in uh, most instances, there is some sort of opportunity um, on the table. It, you know, I can usually at least squeeze the cost a little bit, but there's almost always a, an opportunity on this level of service. Interesting. So is there an ideal, uh, you know, of course, all your clients are business owners, I'm guessing. Yes. Is there yeah, an ideal business, business size or business type that you would say is your ideal client that you can provide the most value to? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yes. Um, you know, ultimately, um, the businesses that are owned by individuals are a lot easier for me to work with than, say, corporations owned by shareholders. Mm -hmm. or, and even when you start to get multiple owners, it, it really gets hard, as we know sometimes. Um, but that also kind of determines the size as well. I mean, it, for, for, a, for a big corporation, a lot of times, if that big corporation's processing cards, they've got extensive amounts of equipment, they've got dedicated people who do this, um, you know, that service aspect isn't quite the same as that um, sole proprietor, store owner who doesn't know technology, right? So maybe, maybe the right way to say it is at the point where that business crosses the line and they actually into the point where they have their own tech support. They afford you know, to pay someone right, internally. Right, right. They're, 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 somebody's on staff to do this stuff. All right, probably not my client. Um, and also the fact that when you start getting that big, they squeeze the margins on things yeah. so much that there's probably not a lot of room for me to save money for them either. That makes sense. Um, but, you know, to my advantage, we're out here in relatively uh, rural <laughs> northern Minnesota. Yep. Most of the businesses around here are, are not the franchise extensive organizations, um, they're little mom and pop shops. Yep, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. So you, you've mentioned uh, location a couple of times. For anyone who doesn't know, we both live in Thief River Falls, Minnesota, which is about 50 miles east of the North Dakota border and 60 miles south of the Canadian border. Is that relatively yep. close, I think? I'm, yeah. Geography is not my strong suit. But <laughs> with that in mind, from a location standpoint, is there a target market there where right. You don't go too far, or you know, what does that look like from a you know, if you were to pinpoint a map, how how far do you really travel to service clients, right, or are you right, trying right. to travel? Because I'm sure it's not advantageous for you to drive to well, that, know, that's South right. Dakota, right, right. Uh, you know, within a couple hours of Thiefer Falls um, is generally where I work. Although I had an inquiry from Idaho the other day. Really? Like, can can I? Can you can you help me out? And the answer is absolutely, I can help you out. Now I'm not going to be able to provide on-site support the yeah. way that I do for for most of my clientele, but that doesn't mean I can't answer your questions and maybe find you a great solution. Um, it turns out that they were um, a CBD shop, and the right answer for CBD right now is none of our processing is really that oh, really? good. Um, uh, I don't know, should I say it? I don't. Square, <laughs> you guys, for CBD shops, Square, you can't kind of run under the radar because the banks won't don't won't touch CBD. Okay. So with Square, you get sucked into a big enough pool that nobody really notices. But with any of the individual processing that I'm brokering, yeah, um, they I, we tried to do the. Um, a racquetball here at Club in Town, okay. and you pop onto their website and it says, we sell CBD. Well, now you're not getting any processing. That's interesting because yeah. CBD is technically legal. So technically, it's, it's, it's right, just, we, we know it's, it's just, just too early. It's just, yeah, it's okay. just, it, it, you're in the early days, they tied hemp to, yeah. to cannabis so, and and, the, and technically, can the banks really process it or not? Yeah. Is, and none of the banks want to take the risk. I'm money not math. We, we're we, not going to get into we it. Digress. But yes, we digress. Most, it's, it's, I, I would say yes, it's very so, common. You know, Idaho, yeah. if, if it turned out to be a viable business, uh, absolutely, I can I can manage it remotely. That's yeah. the way most people in this business really work. Yeah, um, that's fair. And like, I was just going to say, we're not going to get into it, but it's fair. Most people don't differentiate the difference between all these things. Yeah. But too early, it makes sense. Nothing illegal there. It's just yeah, nothing, so, nothing, 
Um, so basically what I just kind of read, cause we kind of went down a little bit of rabbit hole there. Yep. You're willing to work with anyone, but if you want in person, like you're going to drive to their shop, it's got to be within a couple hours for it to be efficient yeah, for yeah, your business. Yep, yep. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm out to the middle of, uh, North Dakota, um, Langdon, you know, okay. uh, Devil's Lake. Yeah, I, it's I, a bit I've of a got some, you know, a couple hours out there from yeah. where we are now and then the other direction too. Um, I've got some stuff in Hibbing on the other side of the okay. uh, state of Minnesota, so that's probably about three hours, and then down towards the cities, St. Cloud and okay. Minneapolis, which are about four hours, five hours. Yeah. Away, so. Oh, so actually, that's pretty much most of Minnesota that covers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes for it makes for a trip sometimes, but um, uh, we were just doing an installation in um, Purim. Okay. The other day, so yeah. Purim is about two and a half, uh, maybe about two hours. Yeah, something like south that. South of us. Yeah. Well, good. That that gives a good idea for kind of what the, the net you're casting for yeah. people you're willing to, you know, helping the most. So, yeah. hey, um, shout out to Perm. <laughs> <laughs> um, how did you, I guess, how and why did you start this business? Because I know you have a wide range of background. You have to go into your full background. <laughs> yeah, I won't go too much into that. You know, how did um, you start this business outside of just seeing the opportunity? I guess maybe that is the answer. Yeah, that 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 kind of that kind of is the answer. So, uh, you know, but my my background is engineering, and then I actually have a master's in management technology as well. Okay, um, I didn't know that. But um, after, um, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird to maybe say this, but you know, I, I I always thought that I was a great worker and did a great job, but I always kind of had an issue with corporations. Maybe I pushed too hard or whatever. But after being fired from two jobs within a six month period, um, I'd never been fired before in my life now, too. So it was just this wake up call that to me, um, God was talking to me and saying, listen, you're on the wrong path. Yeah. Um, because that stuff just doesn't happen to me. And, and, but these things, so there's, there are these changes in my life and, and I'm left there sitting, oh God, oh, now what do I do with my background and, uh, um, my experience? And that's, uh, um, I got onto the internet while I was here in Thief River Falls. I'm like, oh, what, what possible jobs are around here? And I stumbled across merchant services and I had a little familiarity with what they did from, from some past experience. And I thought, yeah, you know, that could be an opportunity. Um, so I decided to try it for a week and, you know, sold eight accounts the first week and like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of opportunity, right? Yeah. Because you just, you just, uh, it was, it, it really is in, in so many senses because you just go in and knock on the door and say, Hey, do you need some help with this? And, and for a large part, people are like, yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on with that. Uh, it cost me a lot of money. Uh, yeah. You know, can you help me understand that? Um, you know, so that's that's kind of how I stumbled I stumbled onto it. But um, you know, I've, I've run my own business in the past. It was really just kind of a, a it, it was the right fit at the right time, and the heavens lit up and said here's your opportunity. This is what you need to do. Well, I think you're being hum humble because I, I really want to, uh, you know, I think it's impressive that you took a negative situation and turned into a positive one. Uh -huh. You know, you went from something that you obviously weren't necessarily enjoying or thriving at yeah. and turned into a business that you're now five plus years later really enjoying and looking at. Oh, expansion. Yeah, I couldn't, I, I quite honestly, I couldn't be happier right now, but that, yeah, I mean, I had to hit bottom in my life. I mean, I'd been divorced. I'd been fired from a couple of jobs. I was drinking too much. I was just, I was a freaking mess at that point <laughs> in my life. It, it, it's, it's the, it's the God awful truth. Mm -hmm. Um, but at, at that point, 
you know, I, I did. I found something that uh, that fit my skill set that I could just really do. Wow. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that because yeah. I think it takes yeah, it's a little, little embarrassing, <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, yeah, I was a mess. Yeah. Well, I think it takes I think it takes hard work and honesty to share the story, yeah. but also fight through what you did as yeah. far as your experiences. Yeah. So, from all these experiences, I'm sure you've learned a lot. But since this is money, not math. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about just financial things, what's maybe the best one or two financial lessons you've learned from your experiences and as vast as they are? Yeah, well, um, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw in another piece of the past. At, at one point, I had um, I was working as an, an engineering manager and I quit that job and I went and I opened a real estate brokerage. And that was like about the stupidest thing I could do in the world um, in retrospect, right? But I, I had these great this great vision for what I was going to do with it um, and it didn't work out. But um, and luckily I got out of that with my shorts on. But um, it, it but that really adds perspective to kind of it was also why I was so gun shy about trying something like that again. But the second time round um, is uh, is really you know, for anybody who's out there going to do a business is just don't let the, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Right. Um, the first time around I overcommitted, I overcommitted on my, my lease. I overcommitted on all sorts of things where I had these fixed payments and I thought, oh, well, uh, the sales will come in and, and that should be easy. Right. That's But, but I probably spent the same dollar three or four times the same sales dollar that came in then was spent three or four times with commitments inside the, um, the business. So um, really that's probably one of the things I took away from that um, experience and, and really applied to the other one. With this business and this time around, I mean, I completely bootstrapped it and, and just went out and started, started getting accounts and getting that cash flow coming in um, I'll, I'll make a little sideline. I sold the first account, and then you got to wait a month for that first one to come in. And that first residual payment was sixty-nine cents from the <laughs> uh, little cafe down in Winger. So the biggest check you ever got. That, that was enough. <laughs> my first check. It was deposited in my bank account, sixty-nine cents, and and I was super excited. I went to carry my my wife. I'm like, look at this sixty-nine cents. She's like, 69 cents. I'm like, yeah, but you don't, you don't know what that, what that is. We just got to multiply that. Right. And you know, 69 cents. Okay. Once I learn how to sell it better, how to structure the deals better, right. There's money, but that 69 cents is going to keep coming in, coming in, coming in. And, you know, eventually that same little cafe, maybe I got them up to 15, they're maybe earning me 15 bucks a month. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that can go on for five, six years, especially if you service your clients. So anyway, I, I, I digress a little bit, but the um, the real um, probably the thing that I would say is just, you know, don't let your commitments get ahead of your income um, and, and watch it because, you know, it's it's really nice to have extra income at the end of the month and say, oh, what, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, God, there's not enough there. How am I going to make this work? Absolutely, that's a terrible feeling. So correct me if I if I heard you wrong, but to repeat back what I think I heard is one, yeah. don't spend money before you make it. <laughs> Two, don't spend, good rule. don't spend more yeah. money than you make. Right. 
And three, make your money work for you. So when you said the 69 cent rule, that's not a lot itself. Yeah. But the first thing you thought about was how can I multiply this? Right. How can and, I multiply And how can that? you get your money to work more for you? Is that yeah. that's what I heard? And hopefully yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Accurate. No. No. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's just uh, um, you know, there's the the reality is most of the money that comes in from the business right now goes back into the business, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm always leveraging that into new sorts of sorts of things. So you know, I just I just spent two thousand dollars on equipment. Um, which I'm going to give to customers for free because I know that it's going to pay itself back Absolutely. before too long. And then it's just going to be, um, you know, I'm going to get all that back plus some. I, I know this because now, I, you know, you give somebody some, some free equipment. Now you've kind of reinforced that relationship. Yeah. And they're going to stick with you. Um, so, yeah, yeah, reinvesting and making that money, turning that money around and um, and making it work for you. I mean, I guess... The, the other little sideline, I know that you did the, um, what was the, um, what's the book, what's the book, um, Misfortune. Oh, the book the that book. I've been highlighting yeah, in the, my the, videos. Yeah, the book that yeah. you highlighted. Um, yeah, so for my, if anyone was knows what you're talking about, I, I'm reading a book right now that I highlight once in a while. It's called Misfortune, Isn't It Time You Became Rich? Right, go back, go back and read that book. So I was exposed that way back in the day when I was um, um, struggling with the real estate business. And... Um, but the thing in there is that um, uh, one of the first things I did was was and whatever I really leveraged things is the real estate. So so I I when I came to town I I bought a house and then when I left that house I didn't sell it I rented it and then and so now at this point I've got well the house we live in plus three other properties in town and the thing is is then. Just recently, I went off and refinanced those and took the cash out and then used it to remodel and some to invest in the business. And so there's there's a lot there's a lot of leverage going on, um, but it's not like I'm going and borrowing money from other people. I'm borrowing Absolutely. it from myself. Absolutely. And there's a big and I won't go too deep into it right now, but there's a big difference between having debt and being in debt. So what he just explained is how he's leveraged his previous equities to advance his wealth rather than being too scared to use right. it and adv right. take advantage of opportunities. And, so. and real estate, I would not advise real estate investments to make money, um, but it was a place to put some cash and then at least know that the rents coming in are, are going to pay for the mortgage plus a little bit. Um, don't expect to get rich fast off <laughs> that. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So maybe, maybe this isn't... Um, you just provide a lot of information, so I appreciate. <laughs> honestly, yeah, those sorry. lessons are no, not no. Don't apologize at all. I appreciate the lessons you provided you. and sharing. Um, my next question is: If you could only give one piece of advice yep. to those who are watching or listening to this conversation, what would it be? Because I know you said about four or five things, yep. but if you had to pick one, what would it be? Right. Um, you know, if I were if I if I were to just. Uh, Okay, if I just had to limit it to one piece of advice, the advice would probably be to be agile, to be open to opportunities, and to be ready to move on it. Um, because, you know, even now, I don't have a really clear vision. I, I think that's one of the questions you're going to ask me and such, too. But, you know, and from the start, it was, um, you know, get that next account, get that next account, get that next account. But then, then I saw opportunity, okay, um, um, you know, the processor I'm working with, well, you know, maybe I can negotiate with other processors and get a bigger piece of this pie, or maybe there's other ways to structure this and, and looking around and just 
finding opportunity as it as it came along mm -hmm. and then stepping into you know for instance the point of sale systems um, as as opportunities presented itself I've taken advantage of, of that absolutely and, and I think that's kind of the key I mean you can have your vision you can kind of have an idea but you don't want to be so set in your vision that you're missing the opportunities along the road absolutely I think that's a perfect word the word being agile I think that's mm -hmm. a fantastic word for taking advantage of opportunities, like you said, and being prepared for it, because we don't know when they're gonna come. Right. Um, the easiest example I like to use with people is when the stock market corrects itself, which it on average does every eight years, mm -hmm. even though it hasn't since 07, um, most of our society hurt, is in pain, because mm -hmm. they're locked into the market. But five to 10% of our society sees that as an opportunity, and they tremendously grow right. their wealth. So it's just an example of being agile and not having all your eggs stuck in one basket. Right, and I think it's how you frame it and how you how you perceive the world around you too. Is it is it a challenge or is that an opportunity? Very insightful. Right. I like that. Yeah, I like right. that. That's good. Did, uh, you, did you read that from a book somewhere? No, I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I probably did somewhere. You know, steal That's okay. Everything. We'll just say quote Scott uh, Bricky. So yeah. um, I'll take credit for it. So based off all your experiences and where you are right now, what is your definition of being successful? You know, I think. Um, I, 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 you know, there's there's always the financial uh, way of just defining success, and ultimately, you know, if, if as long as you can pay your bills, you're probably being pretty successful because there's a lot of people who aren't even there, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so you know, let let's not do that. But I think ultimately, you know, if you can wake up in the morning excited about the day um, that you're you're going to take on. Um, you know, and that's probably where I'm, I'm happiest right now, um, quite honestly, because, um, you know, I don't have a boss to answer to or to try to explain these things to, you know, I see what I need to do and then I go do it. And that that's really liberating um, and uh, and pretty fantastic. So, you know, I'm as successful that I as I want to be now. Is there more money on the table? Yeah, there's there's plenty <laughs> more money out there. Um, to be made, it, you know, the question is, too, at what point do you, do you, do you, you know, step back from that? Yep. I, I'm, I'm not ready to yet, but, um, but, uh, you know, I guess, I guess success is up, is, is up to you ultimately, um, you know, but if you're, I don't know, God gives us a certain amount of uh, time on this world, if you're not, uh, if you're not enjoying every day, then uh, you need to rethink things a little bit, perhaps. I like that. That's a good answer. Thanks for thanks for sharing your perspective on that. Um, and I think it's a it's a good. I used this example before, and anyone who hopefully people who watch more than one video have heard me say this before, but I'm going to say it again. Um, I think it's interesting how neither right or wrong. Some people's definition is the finish line. Yeah. What does that look like? And some people's is the, is the the path to get there. And yours, I think, was a very good explanation yeah. of. If you're enjoying the path to getting wherever you're going, right. that success is that fair? Yeah, I've got a. I, I can't quote it exactly, but I've got a, a quote that I keep on my kept on my desk for a while. It got shuffled into a box, and I just stumbled across it again. <laughs> I'm going to pull it back out there, but it's something about you know life's not not uh, not a journey to arrive nicely finished at the at the finish line, but to be all wrecked up and slide in <laughs> and saying something about wow, what a ride. That's awesome. Right? I like that. That's good. Um, um, so we've heard a lot about where you came from and where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Where would you like to see your business or businesses in five, in five years or so? Right. Right. Um, you know, and this is, gets back to, you know, 
and maybe the best advice is to keep that vision kind of a little bit fuzzy too, because agile. Uh, yeah, be <laughs> agile. You never know what's going to pop up. Um, but you know, the 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 credit card point of sale business has been has been growing. If we want, if we expand into other technology areas, because it really is kind of a technology business. In Absolutely. Sense. Um, other technology areas might be. You know, so whether we expand into other areas locally, um, you know, we can expand geographically. I'm not sure that that's the best solution for me right now. But then again, if you find the right people in other markets to team with, you know, that can change mm -hmm. too. Um, for the most part, I'd like to just see that. I mean, my business has been growing 20% uh, probably a year over the past number of years. I mean, I, I'd like... Impressive. I've been been plateauing a little bit lately, and that makes me uncomfortable. But I I, I know it's basically because I'm running out of time. So I've got to learn how to leverage my time better um, to get to keep it growing. But I'd like to see it keep growing. Um, there's uh, there's lots of opportunity to do that. Um, you know, we've got. I mean, I started by myself. You know, working out of the house, and we've got an office now, and I've got four employees and. You know, and so that can grow, you know, five years. Uh, we can probably have 20 employees wow. or more, I Good would guess. That's awesome. Um, and I think, I guess my vision right now is still be regional, but if, we, if we're if we not just regional, then we have to find a way to duplicate what we've got going regionally in another region. I'm not sure exactly how I'd And still be that. efficient, right? And, it's yeah. still your name on the brand and everything. Yeah, like yeah, well, and it's got to make money too, because yes. if you're not making money, then what's the point? Um, yeah. Um, so that, yeah, there's got to be a way to leverage that, but, um, you know, I think we grow into that point of sale systems more, um, because that kind of hits the higher end of the market that I wasn't hitting as much before. Um, uh, and so that's, uh, yeah, that's, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity to just keep, um, keep growing it that way. And as a, as that business services, um, you know, the, the, the target market being that um, independent business person uh, with a storefront um, and, Okay, they definitely need point of sale systems and, and card processing. Everybody has to take cards. Uh, what else do they need? And is there a way to expand the niche that way as opposed to just doing, you know, little card machines, you know, for people in California who aren't going to appreciate my value the way that somebody in the next <laughs> town over. Yeah, that's fair. So um, for anyone that wants to learn more about you or get in contact with you, what's the best way to either find information or get a hold, get a hold of you? Yeah, I'll direct you to my website. Um, I've dumped a lot of money into that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, uh, I'm actually, I'm really happy with the, where the website's getting at Great. this point in time. I, I have dumped a lot of time and money into it, um, getting it there. But uh, it's www.yourhero.biz. Like I that. like that. That I is think. awesome. Yes. So, um, you know, Robin Hood Business Services, I picked that name on purpose, too, because, you know, take from the rich and give to the needy. Do you know that one from Shrek? Take from the rich and give to the needy. Yes. I yeah, keep a wee percentage, but I'm not greedy. Oh, I like that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Is that your slogan? That's, I, I, can't, I don't know. It's, it's probably copyrighted, so Trademark I can't put it up so. there. But, um, but it's kind of how I run the business because... Um, because I, I really do see myself as, as really, uh, if I'm not out there helping merchants every day, then then you know, it's then you know that's what lets you go to bed and sleep at night. Yeah. Is that you went out and actually made life better for somebody, um, made their business better, um, 
and make your own life better at the same time, put more money into the local economy. God, everything's good that way. Absolutely. So um, yourhero.biz, if you want more information, all my contact information is up there and uh, you can learn more about the business if you if you wish. Perfect, and besides the website, you, you ha I think you're on Facebook too, I think I've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, I've got a, um, I've got a Robin Hood Business Services page on Facebook, um, and uh, yeah, and uh, I, I haven't been doing a whole lot of Twitter or Instagram <laughs> yet, but I suppose I, I need to get there. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe but, one day. So uh, I really appreciate your time, and I've really enjoyed this conversation. I know I've learned a lot, and yeah. it's, it's always insightful hearing from people with as much experience as you. Uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about, either about you personally or about your businesses, that you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll throw in the one more thing. Is a um, little story is just last uh, April, because I'm, I'm doing this credit card business, and I'm sending and receiving terminals and equipment all the time. So we're using the little packing shop in town. And um, the guy who ran it called me up and said, hey, listen, we're, we're going to be closing it down. I'm not making any money. I thought, oh, darn it, that stinks. Because now the next place would be Grand Forks to take you know, an hour away to, to take stuff. But you I don't know where else in town that you could do that? You can go to the post office. Yeah, not really convenient. Um, yeah, you can. You can print a label out online and maybe drop it off at the UPS center between four and six p.m. Right? Yeah, There's very pretty, convenient. Yeah. Pretty limited okay. options. Sorry, right? I cut you off. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that was. Yeah, so I, I hung up the phone and then and about an hour later I called it back and I said, yeah, I had, at that point I had Lindsay working for me and she wasn't busy a hundred percent of the time and I'm like, well, what if I just took that store and um, um, you know, and we can make that our office and we can we sit around all day and if somebody comes in once in a while they'll ship a package then. That would work out great. So I ended up buying that business. It's now the Easy Pack and Ship. It's in Thief River Falls. Um, I don't have a website for that one yet, but that's coming. Um, but amazing, you know, this is again being agile and taking opportunity. I mean, that it was it was it was a business that was not generating a whole lot of money, but um, um, uh, the the packages shipped is up about three times from awesome in Good April when we took it over. We had an awesome December. Um, and it is, Lindsay's doing that just about full time at this point in time. And I, awesome. So, so the, the, the point being is that this is where there's, there's opportunity. Um, and, and so kind of keeping that business running on the side, but if you're in Thief River Falls and watching this, be sure to stop and ship a package with us too. Yeah. So I just want to reemphasize how important what he just said was he was agile, not only from being open-minded, but from a financial standpoint, he was in a position where he had no idea this call was going to come. Yeah. They called him. He goes, that sounds like a great plan, a great opportunity. I'm going to add that to my business. So yeah. that's, I think that's just another great example. But for anyone wondering, where in Thief River Falls can you find Easy Pack and Ship? Right across the street from where we are right now. Which, uh, yeah, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, is across the China King and next to Styles Bamey yeah. or next to Northern State Bank. Yeah, um, and he always has the funny signs out front. So right. I know I get a chuckle and like to send him a text every once in a while yeah. with, with the new one that's up there. So. Um, is there anything else? I know I, I, I don't know if you had covered a lot. Points. How are we doing? I think we're doing well. So overall, I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Please uh, take a look. If you, one, if you have, you know, got value, please uh, reach out. Let us know, you know, if you have questions or what you found valuable about the conversation. If you want to learn more about Scott personally, you can go on his website, like he highlighted. Reach out to me. I'll give you his information. And of course, 
if you're a small business owner in the basically Minnesota area and looking for information on point of sales, give Scott mm -hmm. a call or email them or whatever. If, you want to, you. if you're not in this area and you want to do the same thing in your area, I'm happy to tell you all my secrets. It awesome. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, right. Scott Gricky, everyone, he's Stay a great guy. Great guy, always willing to help out. So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. I hope you have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye.